All right, let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. And we just pray, Lord God, for you to just move in our midst this morning or this afternoon and that you would, Lord, transform us with your word. Lord, we pray for our body, for uh, the individuals who are here and who aren't here, for healing and restoration. During this holiday season, oftentimes people are hurting. And so, Lord, we ask for you to just give living water to people who need your refreshment, Lord, during this season. And we ask for your, your strength, Lord, and help us to be sensitive to the needs of of family around us. And Lord, we pray for in the new year for you to add to our family, for people to be drawn to the living waters here at the River of Life and anoint us and appoint us, Lord, for that to whether we're in the grocery store or in the DMV or anywhere, for us to just do the simple thing of saying hi and just extending your love to someone and saying, hey, I attend a really great church, the River of Life, and I'd love for you to come and check it out. Anoint us for that this year, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty. So as you can see, uh, today we're going to be talking about... uh, streams in the desert and uh, in today's world you know people are thirsting more and more for reassurance and guidance and so forth and while I was sitting down and contemplating this message I thought about uh, all of the different things that are going on in our world and how uh, just this year itself has been, you know, challenging. So many different things happening. And I put together a real quick sheet. You know, Pastor Dave and I, that's one of the things I used to love to do with him, is to talk about world events from a Christian worldview. Enthralling conversation with Pastor Dave. And so I, for 2003, just did a little bit of bullet points real quick that I'm going to run through. So in February, February 3rd, 2023, the Norfolk Southern train derailed in Palestine, Ohio. You remember that big train derailment with all the chemicals and stuff? That happened in February. And then in February also, the U.S. shot down a Chinese spy balloon. That was a big event. March 12th, the regional banks, a lot of banks failed. And a lot of banks, if you're not aware... A lot of banks still are failing as we speak. Uh, March 30th, Donald Trump becomes the first former president indicted for a crime. Never thought we'd see something like that. It was said that uh, Trump falsified business records to cover up hush money payments to help his 2016 election campaign. And then in May, the Hollywood writers went on strike And then May also, a court ruled in May that Montana State Representative 
Zoe Zafar could not return to the House floor after the transgender lawmaker was censored after speaking out in support of gender-affirming health care for children. That's huge in our world today. It's something we really need to pray about. You know, on Wednesdays when we're gathered together, these issues, boy, we need to take authority over the devil and kick him out of the houses of law and so forth to transform our judges and so forth and our teachers. The permissiveness in which we have allowed ourselves, the state that we've allowed to allow so many things to be considered that should never be considered. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we declare that those things will be destroyed by your spirit in Jesus' name. And then also in May, uh, the COVID-19 was no longer considered a global health emergency anymore. All right, and it said that, uh, they said that it, the virus killed 20 million people worldwide. Uh, May 11th, the Title 42 expired as the government tried to handle migration concerns. And then in June, also again in the news, President Trump was indicted yet again this time in federal court on 37 counts related to alleged mishandling of classified documents. That's when they invaded uh, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. And then in June, also the Titan submersible uh, submarine imploded. These are just some of the, I mean, it was a busy year. These are just little highlights of what happened. July, interest rates jumped to the highest levels in 22 years. And then in August, wildfires in Hawaii wiped out a lot of uh, land, uh, houses and so forth. They say that 99 people were killed, but I remember also there were 1,000 children missing. In September, uh, that summer, this past summer, and I didn't realize this, this past summer was declared the hottest on record. The World Meteorological Organization released data indicating that June through August 2023 was the hottest three-month period in recorded history across the earth. Let me tell you something. I was experiencing some true grace this summer because I didn't experience this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that in the midst of all that, I had air conditioning from Holy Ghost to not make it seem that way, right? Glory to God. September 14th, President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was charged with federal, um, by the federal grand jury on a lot of different counts. And then in September also, Dianne Feinstein, the longest-serving senator, woman senator, died at age 90. She served more than 30 years in the Senate. In October, Hamas launched their terror attack in Israel, and Israel responded by bombing Gaza. In November, Ohio becomes the latest state to enshrine abortion rights. Um, they agree to protect access to abortion services with an amendment to the state constitution. And then this month, December, 
Hunter Biden was charged with evading taxes on millions from foreign firms, lots of different foreign firms. But I'm sure you can think of headlines, lots of headlines that I didn't even mention. And in the midst of this year, we experience living streams in the desert. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your living water that we are being uh, nourished by. Hallelujah. So before we get into the lesson, I wanted to, we know what a desert is, but I like reading definitions. I'm a word and definition girl. So a desert, the hot desert is a land of extremes, extreme heat and extreme dryness. Sometimes there are sudden floods and cold nights. Because deserts are such a harsh environment, deserts often have names like Death Valley, the Empty Quarter, and the place from where there is no return. Now, isn't that something? Have you ever thought of a desert place, a time of dryness in your life as a place of no return? You know, Death Valley. So I just wanted to share that right there because... We're going to talk about how God provides living streams in the deserts that we walk through in our life. So I'm going to share just a little excerpt with you from a book I've been reading, Living Streams in the Desert by L.B. Cowman. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 11 through 12, it says, The land you are to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to its end. So here in this passage, here we are at the threshold of another year. The Lord says he watches us from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And then this passage is talking about the threshold of another year facing the unknown. Before us lies a new year, and we are going forward to take possession of it. What new experience or changes will come our way? What new needs will arise? In spite of the uncertainty before us, we have been given a comforting message from our Heavenly Father. The Lord your God cares for this year. The eyes of the Lord are continually on your year to its end. He is our source of supply, and from him are springs, fountains, and streams that will never be cut off or run dry. To those who are anxious comes the gracious promise of our Heavenly Father. Since he is the source of our mercies, mercy will never fail us. Mm -mm -mm. No heat or drought can dry the river whose streams make glad the city of God. That's in Psalms 46 and 4. So isn't that beautiful? We we cannot see what loss, sorrow, and trials are accomplishing. We can't see what all these different things that are going on in our world and in our lives are accomplishing. 
but we need only to trust. The Father comes near to take our hand and lead us on our way each day, today, and throughout this year and this coming year. So, you know, everyone goes through difficult seasons and moments that are challenging. However, we as believers, we never face challenges alone because Jesus himself has reassured us that he will never leave us or forsake us. As we walk through challenges, God has provided for us streams in the desert, streams in dry places, streams in the places of no return, seemingly places of no return. And so let's look at the promised provision of streams in the desert. God's promised us streams in the desert. That's wonderful. So in Isaiah 43 and 19, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? It will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, what is the meaning of streams in the desert in Isaiah 43 and 19? The overall meaning of streams in the desert is that even in the midst of the harshest circumstances, God has the power to bring forth new life, hope, and transformation. He can transform the desolate and barren areas of our lives and provide us with the resources we need to move forward and overcome challenges. Now, I'd like to, you all to notice a couple of things about um, Isaiah 43 and 19. I have four points that I wrote out this morning. All right, so in Isaiah 43 and 19, number one, this promise is providing something new. Okay, behold, I'm going to do a new thing, something that you haven't experienced before. That means it's fresh. New things are mysterious and maybe exciting or sometimes potentially frightening. But because we have God telling us that it's something new that he has for us, we can rest assured that he has already prepared us for it. So go ahead and relax and trust him. The journey into the new may be something very foreign to you, but remember, who is it at the helm? And remember that there's already provision for the journey. God's doing something new. And then number two in Isaiah 43, 19, I want you to notice the next thing that we can notice within Isaiah 43 and 19 is that this new thing is springing forth. It has life and strength and will not be hindered. This thing is happening quickly. The meaning here is that this new thing that God is revealing or giving to you is going to leap out. It's going to arise suddenly and hastily. It will speedily arise with powerful force. Now, an example of that that we can all readily see in the natural is that we all have sometimes weeds in our yards, right? My husband and I, we actually pay for a service to try to keep weeds out of our yard. One reason is because our association is, they're like Hitler, and you have a weed in your yard, they come and tell you about it, you know? <laughs> and so these weeds, they pop up suddenly. 
You know, you can think your yard is doing okay, and then all of a sudden, a weeds have taken over a whole section, and you're like, when did that happen? Oh, my goodness. I'm, we're using chemicals in the whole cat. Are, are you people who don't want chemicals, forgive me, but we're using them. <laughs> to kill the weeds in the yard. And so the weeds also crowd out the areas that you want the good areas. You're, you're on this fight for, no, I want grass, not weeds. Okay? So things happen suddenly. And it's beautiful when it's God who's the one doing the planting. He has some things that he's planting inside of you in your life. Man, behold, look, bam, I'm doing a new thing. You thought you knew what was going on. But man, you didn't see what was going on over here when you were looking this way. You're like, oh God, you're just so amazing. And then, whoa, whoa Jesus, you're doing something over here. And then you got to do this. Hallelujah, you're doing something everywhere, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, you're always doing something new. Thank you, Jesus. And then number three, the third thing I want you to notice is that God says, Shall you not know it? He's saying this thing is sure. It is certainly going to happen. You don't need to doubt it because it's a sure thing. It's also like saying, look, you're going to recognize this thing. You're supposed to recognize that it is God that is bringing this new thing to pass. He wants you to know that even in the desert places that we have walked through, he is always establishing you and using the desert places and dry ground for his glory to reveal something new that he is doing in and around you. Can you perceive it? Now, what does it take for us to receive this? It takes us expectantly looking for it. In the midst of every circumstance, trial, situation, dry place, God is doing something new. Sometimes we look at the dry places like, I'm stuck here. I'll never get away from here. I'm dying. No, in the dry place, God is doing something new all the time. But have an expectancy. Can you perceive it? When we keep our eyes and our gaze on God, that's when we will perceive it. But if you are always looking down at the dryness and at the things that the enemy, the tears that the enemy is trying to plant and so forth, you will miss what God is doing. So you're supposed to recognize it, that God is the one bringing this new thing to pass he wants you to know that even in the desert places that we walk through, he is always establishing you and using the desert places and dry ground for his glory to reveal something new that he's doing in and around you. Can you perceive it? Now, what does it take for us to receive this? It takes us expectantly looking for it. And in the midst of every circumstance, trial, situation, dry place, God is doing something new. 
He has living water springing forth all around you, all around us. And this new thing has the force, the dunamis power of God to reveal what he is doing. While we're walking through whatever it is that God is doing, he is a violent, unstoppable force that is establishing his kingdom's plan and, and his will all around us for his glory. So we've got to start looking. We've got to be expectant. We've got to have a heart full of eagerness and excitement to expectantly look for what he's doing. So you see this new thing that God has in store for you has momentum and it cannot be stopped. Your trials can't stop what God is doing. Your desert places and dry spells can't stop what he's doing. Circumstances can't stop what he's doing. Nothing can stop his kingdom's plan for your life or our lives here at the river. Thank you, Jesus. And then point number four from Isaiah 43 and 19. The fourth thing that I want us to notice is that God says, I will make a way. It doesn't say that you will need to make a way. It says, I will make a way. So that means that your expectant heart, your expectant heart stance and excitement for what he is doing is not in vain because he said that he will make a way. All you have to do is trust him. Trust that he is working in every dry place, in every trial, in every circumstance because he's bringing forth his living streams in and around you. Can you perceive it? Look, look, it's bringing forth. Perceive it. Perceive it with your spirit eyes. God himself is bringing forth this living water and spring a provision into your life for you so that you can do his will and what he has made for you. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. In the context of the Bible, God promised that he would make Israel's captors Babylon into captives, as in Isaiah 43 and 14. The Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, would deliver Israel from Babylon. And that's encouraging because as God's children that he has purchased and redeemed unto himself, he has given us the same provision to deliver us from what tries to hold us captive. So it's one of his prophetic promises to us. Jesus Christ, as a military conqueror, has spoiled all of the plans of the enemy. And he has given us many great gifts. All the spoils of war have been allocated to us. We are eternally free from captivity. And there is no more confinement. So I don't care what stronghold you have been dealing with and for how long you've been dealing with it. God is taking that thing that has tried to hold you, your family and whomever and whatever else you've been waiting to see him change. He is taking those enemies captive 
everything that's trying to hold you back, your family back, and people around you back, trying to hold you captive, has already been defeated and taken captive. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus has set us free. Hallelujah. So now let's look again at Isaiah 43, verses 16 through 17. God compares Israel's deliverance from Babylon to their prior exodus from Egypt. When God had made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, that's in verse 16. The Lord promises that he will now do a new thing in verse 19. He says, indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. I provide water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. Verses 19 through 20. So what's the result of that? What's the result of him doing that? The result is that the people that he formed for himself will declare his praise. Hallelujah. So, see, we see here there's provision, but then we also see what our intentional and intended response to his provision and deliverance should be. Praise. That's in verse 21 that we see that. He says, the people that I have formed for myself will declare my praise. Everything should always lead us back to praise. Hallelujah. Do you have any dry places in your life, dry ground, places that are barren, places where you've been looking for fruit for a long time, but yet you still haven't seen anything? That's okay. Indeed, the Lord is making a way for you in the wilderness, and he is providing living streams. So go ahead and praise him now, worship him now for that provision. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for living streams, Lord, in every circumstance and every area of our lives, Lord God, that you brought us through 2023. Everything the enemy had to throw at this country and at this world, our God, through his provision, who is all powerful and who will not relent his kingdom's will, has taken us through with living water that is sustaining us, body, soul, and spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So recently, I came across this really good book that's been blessing me, and I recommend it to you. It's called Power in Praise by Merlin Carruthers. I'll spell his name for you, M-E-R-L-I-N-C-A-R-O. His last name is C-A-R-O-T-H-E-R-S, Merlin Carruthers, Power and Praise. And he has a lot of good books, actually. Um, the author is a prolific writer and has been used to impact quite a few lives with his writing. And uh, somehow I came across that book, and I wanted to share with you something that I read related to this message. But first, though, let me give you some context. You know, sometimes we cannot understand understand why we are allowed to walk through things as believers. And I've been challenged with some trials in my life, some desert places that have been life-changing. And I, I know that if I hadn't gone through those places, those experiences, that I would not be who I am today. 
I've had to continually acknowledge that God is sovereign and he's using everything in my life. Hallelujah. Everything for his glory. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. Well, in the Power and Praise book that I've mentioned, the author shares different testimonies concerning how he shared with the individuals a beautiful principle of learning how to thank God for everything, every circumstance, whether good or bad. Because as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, that's a message in and of itself. I don't believe that we as his people are thankful enough for all of his goodness. When I first started speaking here in the here in the healing rooms, I did this thing where there was this cartoon, and I always laughed at that cartoon because the music was da 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 Have y'all ever heard that before? Well, I related to the simplest of things. You see this right here? There's some people who can't do this. Okay, I can scratch my nose. I can scratch my, I can wave. Thank you, Jesus. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, we got to be thankful for the little things. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody couldn't get out of the bed this morning. Somebody couldn't swallow some, just some water. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And if there's some things you can't do, still thank him. Thank you, Jesus, that you're walking me through this circumstance for your glory, Lord. Let me receive and have a, hot par a heart posture to give you glory, honor, and praise because it's all due your name, Lord. Let the earth cry out that you're worthy. Let the trees clap their hands. Let the birds sing that you're worthy, Lord Jesus, of all the honor, the glory, and the praise. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you, but going through certain circumstances can be really challenging. But in obedience to God, we can choose to follow his precepts. He allows us to experience the miraculous. So in the book, for instance, the author says that in every situation, God is able to reveal his perfect love to us. That's what he's revealing, his love, even in the bad. He reveals his love. All things are working to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He wants to reveal his love. 
Thank you, Jesus. His power freely flows into every situation, and we soon notice a change in us, in and around us. We notice a change in the people around us when we look to God. We notice that we are intimately connected to God because we've obediently and humbly yielded our hearts and understanding over to him. Isn't that something? That when we yield things to him, when we decide that we're going to worship him, it, it creates an intimacy, an intimate connection with God. So trusting the Lord with all of our hearts and not leaning on our own understanding is how we get to that intimacy. We're intentionally leaning into him and on him. We're acknowledging that he is directing our path and all of our ways. In this, in praising God, we have now surrendered to love and rest for our souls. This moment reminds me of a verse, a, a praise song that I heard. The song inside of it says, You are good, good, oh, you are good, good, oh. And then it goes into a part. It says, you're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. Let's sing it together. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. Lord, you're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. Because you are good. Because you are good good oh you are good good oh isn't that wonderful through everything through the trials through the blessings through everything lord you are good and you're never gonna let me down hallelujah that's the truth, that's the sweet embrace of his will. God is good. So I will worship him. That's the heart and soul posture that allows the free flow of God's grace and provision for every single circumstance that we may face. Jesus likened the gift of his spirit to living water. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Hallelujah. Jesus used a similar metaphor when he spoke to the Samaritan woman at the well. Whoever drinks of this water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. As we diligently give praise and thanksgiving for the Lord in all things, we will see the unveiling of his promises. 
He will set a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He will lead us down paths of peace. Even if we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because he will be with us. Praise the Lord because he's faithful to all of his promises. Down every path that the Lord leads us, he leads us from a place of complete victory. Praise the Lord because his grace will always be more than sufficient. So what is your season today? Are you experiencing a season of drought and dry ground? Behold, look, go ahead and look. God is doing a new thing now. Now it springs forth. Shall you not know it? He has made a way for you in the wilderness and has given you rivers in the desert. Go ahead, consider the Lord's faithfulness because, because he's ready to reveal how he is transforming you and establishing you no matter what you're walking through. Look for him. His resurrection power and life are flowing through you, quickening your whole body. He's perpetually doing a new thing in you. No one can stop it. It's coming forth violently, full of power, full of life. So let the Lord your God, let his kingdom come and his will be done in you, in us, as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for your living streams of living water. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So, Father, 